Hey friend, we've got a huge announcement to share and we wanted you to be the first to know. Our vision in North Star has always been to create an impact uprising. It's this belief that philanthropy has the power to change the world, not just in our impact, but by unlocking generosity within each of us. So after more than 500 podcast conversations and gathering this diverse community of We Are For Good around the world, we're ready to unveil the next big unlock to achieving our impact uprising vision as we get activated together in community. Meet Impact Up, the gathering for social impact leaders ready to shift the sector for good. Our first Impact Up is happening July 11th, and we want you to join us as we convene virtually for a day around one singular topic. We're going to be blending different styles of content from brilliant minds across sectors while also gathering insights and ideas from you in the community, all of it leading to action. Then, through the power of the We Are For Good community, that same evening, Impact Up is gathering in local communities to continue the conversation started that day. From San Francisco to Baton Rouge and Denver to Tampa, community is gathering in person. We are moving from conversations to activation, and we're so excited. It's all about gathering, discussing, activating, and watching the shift happen. You can also count on that signature levity, inspiration, and joy you always get in our space because you know it's a vibe, y'all. Registration is live. Head on over to impactuprising.com. You can see all about the event and find a local meetup near you. We can't wait to see you there. That's impactuprising.com. Let's go. Hey, friends. This episode is brought to you by Jatasa. We love the meaning behind this brand because its name literally means the spirit of serving others, and that jives with the ethos of this community. Jatasa comes alongside missions to specialize in bookkeeping, accounting, and CFO services exclusively for nonprofits, with more than 1,500 organizations served since 2008. Jatasa is committed to helping nonprofits that are dedicated to making the world a better place because they truly understand the unique needs and challenges organizations like yours are facing. So if you're looking for a financial partner who truly understands your mission, check out Jatasa. Visit jatasa.com to learn more. That's J-I-T-A-S-A.com. Be sure to tell them We Are For Good sent you. Hey, I'm John. And I'm Becky. And this is the We Are For Good podcast. Nonprofits are faced with more challenges to accomplish their missions and the growing pressure to do more, raise more, and be more for the causes that improve our world. We're here to learn with you from some of the best in the industry, bringing the most innovative ideas, inspirational stories, all to create an impact uprising. So welcome to the good community. We're nonprofit professionals, philanthropists, world changers, and rabid fans who are striving to bring a little more goodness into the world. So let's get started. Hey, Becky. Welcome, everybody. So glad you're here and so excited to introduce you to our Colorado friend today. He is our dear friend. And, you know, we've got the We Are For Good community. And Chris is one of those guys that's so encouraging, so supportive, hangs out, loves on people and gives great advice in the community. And that's what I think today's conversation is going to be all about, too. So we're excited to introduce you to Chris Barlow. He, you know, has this really interesting story that he his parents were from New Orleans. He was born in Fort Collins, went to Pepperdine, has kind of moved all over the place, lived in L.A. for a while, but has really found his roots um, through this kind of journey of being in the for-profit world that he actually really enjoyed, but figured out that you know coming back to service, coming back to amplifying and helping nonprofits really understand what they're doing and understanding how to activate donors 
um, and get them in the door in the first place, which is a conversation we've not really had a lot on the podcast is how do you actually acquire somebody that's completely out of our world of even um, understanding or recognizing. But Chris has put his stake in the ground and started Beeline. Gosh, it's been what, five or six years ago, I believe. And Beeline marketing really just serves people in that very specific space of using the power of Google Google grants to attract and find donors to your mission, and then ultimately making sure that your fundraising is aligned with your mission, which is hilarious. We have to have that conversation, but you all know who you are, where your fundraising starts to veer away from what you're really trying to accomplish. So Chris is just one of the greatest people. He is a family guy and their family is so welcoming and inviting to always hosting people in their home. So he is just a warm individual and I can't wait for you to spend time with him today. So Chris, welcome to the podcast. Thank you guys. Great to be here. Well, hey, would you kind of just give us a little bit of your story? What led you to launching Beeline? Kind of fill in some of the gaps that I left out. Yeah. So um, my wife and I have been married for almost 15 years. Uh, Lydia, she's from Germany originally. I grew up, like you guys said, in in Fort Collins. We have six kids and uh, we're trying to raise them bilingual. Nice. Uh, That's a a real (laughs) challenge, but it's good. And so in 2015, I started Beeline. Um, to do digital marketing for companies. And I didn't actually start with the plan of, of working with nonprofits. Um, I, I just volunteered with a local nonprofit because I was like, I can help you guys out. I want to get some experience and build my portfolio. And that turned into referrals um, and to new clients. And I just feel really blessed because I feel like over this last five years, I've, I've come full circle and, and returned to those desires that I had as a teenager to, to do something that serves a greater purpose. And yet, um, with that new passion or, or excitement that came from experience, uh, learning that I, actually I love business and I see business as something that can really change the world too. So, there is nothing, very few things in life that bring me more joy than when people are working in their, going to their job, doing their job, enjoying it, and they just somehow just jump and 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 leap for grabbing that feeling over and over. And I just think the great leaps of faith by entrepreneurs like yourself are the things that are lifting the nonprofit sector. We need people that are in for-profit, that are creative, that are innovators, that are taking these skills um, and these mindset shifts and applying them in a way that, and and to your point, Chris, makes you feel really good and amplifies the, the organizations that you're trying to serve. Well, Chris, I remember the first time we chatted, it was really around the topic, how do we acquire donors in this digital age? It is this attention generation, right? Where there's everybody's competing for your attention all the time. How do people actually leverage search engine? How do we leverage Google? You're such an expert in this space. And I think it's because you put your flag on the ground on this many years ago and you've just learned and grown so much um, that I think you have so much to offer the community here today of how can we get donors from, you know, somebody that's flying by wouldn't know us to in the front door, either on our email list or to make a first gift? What does that look like and how can you use the power of Google grants and all of that kind of good stuff? Sure thing. So, um, yeah, you start with those, those questions. What is our expertise? What do our donors need? And where do these two overlap? Mm-hmm. And, and then you think when you find that area of overlap, that area of opportunity, I like to call um, then you say, okay, what are people searching for? What are our potential donors searching for? We've area, we've identified some potential things that we could create to help them. Um, and you start with 
the the end in mind, which is, uh, uh, you know, a new subscriber or a first time donor. And then you work your way backwards. You know, people who could be are brand new to your organization who've never heard of you aren't looking for you. They're not on Google or on social media, for that matter, looking for you or looking for to donate to someone. And you just hope you you show up at the top of the results when they're looking for someone to support. If you're an arts nonprofit, um, I know of one that they they really try to uplift women and give them a chance to to perform and and to grow and to to be seen um, in their theater. Um, you know, they want to both encourage and teach and challenge and, and give opportunities on the performing side. And then they want to bring in people to watch these shows. And so obviously they can use Google ads um, to you know advertise their shows. But what if they create a resource um, a vi- like with a video series on how to prepare for your next audition or how to memorize more effectively or, you know, how to learn a specific kind of acting. And then they create a guide and they put the effort into creating a one-time, one-and-done evergreen guide that, that can be used over and over again. And then they put that out there with Google Ad. And again, there's a lot of different ideas that, you know, different nonprofits could create. Like if you're an animal sanctuary, you could create an ebook on how to deal with pet loss and how to donate in memory of a pet or, or encourage that. So take that, put it into something digital because that's, it, it requires the upfront effort of creating it. And then it's ready and you can use it over and over again. And meet people where they're at. People go to Google with questions. They go to Google with problems, or maybe they go to Google for entertainment. So I have a bunch of different ideas, um, like 20 different ideas on a, in a guide that I can, we can, you guys can put in the show notes or whatever. Awesome. Thank you. Can access. Um, and um, nonprofits.beeline.marketing is where you can get it. But before you create a guide, before you create something that you advertise through an ad and, and get people to opt in, it's really important to to make sure and validate that that's something that people actually want. And so I recommend two things. And the first one is to do a donor survey. Send an email to your current donors with a survey and say, hey, we're thinking about creating this resource, this digital resource to help people with one of these problems. Can you just select ones that, that really speak to you or would be really helpful to you? And then follow that up with, and if we create this, do you want us to send it to you? That's the real validation piece, because if you get people saying, yes, I want that, you know that potential donors will want it too. And then, of course, on your first question, leave a, leave a box for other too. Let people give you ideas. If, you know, you'll get, maybe you'll get some better ideas than the ones you came up with. That's the first one. And then the second way to validate is inside Google itself. Um, you can create it. If you don't have the Google Ad Grant or if you don't have a Google Ad account, you can create a free one at ads.google.com. And there's a tool in there called the Keyword Planner. And you can just type in keywords inside the Keyword Planner and look up what past search volume were for those keywords. And so between getting that validation voice of your donors and seeing how many people are actually searching for this, you can find, okay, these are these keywords, there's a lot of search volume. And one of these resources addressed would, would be a natural response to that search. With a social media ad, you're coming in and interrupting someone. They're they're doing their own thing. They're not they're not looking for you at all. And you have to get their attention. With a Google ad, it's a lot more like a conversation. If you come in and, and meet that person where they're at on the question they asked in, in Google search, then they're gonna say, This is really relevant. Like your ad is going to really speak to them. And then depending on what you say on the on the page that they come to and 
and the guide and how you explain what, you know, they'll, they'll decide whether that's what they're looking for. But um, that, that conversation element is a great way to kind of frame it. Hey friends, we wanted to take a moment to thank our amazing sponsor, GiveButter, the world's fastest growing online giving platform, powering more than 35,000 causes. One of these is Family Reach, a national nonprofit dedicated to eradicating the financial barriers that accompany a cancer diagnosis. Like many of us, they were unsure how they were going to replace their critical in-person fundraising events during COVID. Family Reach put GiveButter's virtual fundraising tools to use by hosting a super fun and engaging celebrity chef cooking challenge where they raised more than $350,000. And if you think this was a one-off success, think again. They just did it again and raised more than $600,000. Family Reach raves about GiveButter's ability to live stream video alongside their real-time supporter feed and saw how the threaded comments engaged their audience beyond what was possible on other platforms. It's buttery goodness at its finest. Don't miss the full success story in our show notes. Ready to explore how GiveButter could help your organization take your online fundraising to the next level? Check them out at GiveButter.com. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not an SEO expert, but at the end of the day, Google is trying to serve up results that answer the person's question in the best way. That has, once people click through, they stay there, they like it, you know, all those sorts of things. So I've got to think that if you're refining this approach, you're actually helping somebody with this PDF or this giveaway or whatever it is, even if the ad goes away long-term, you figured out what is that solution that could help drive traffic long-term, right? You, yes. Through however you put it on your site. So and I love I'm that. just geeking out over this incredibly simple strategy that you've just offered here, which is do a donor survey, like automatically you invite your community, the people who already know you that are already bought in to your mission, you're asking them to come kind of come in as you're in that research phase of like, okay, where do we need to target? What do we need to do? It's like, let them give you all of the answers because they are the exact target that you're trying to go find. And then all of a sudden when they say, oh, I do want, you know, this plan for how I can help animals or whatever it is. It's like leverage that after you get information. I mean, I thought that was a really good tip that says, oh, would you like this? Do you want it now? It's like, okay, if they want it, let's just not email it to them. At least that's not what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, let's share it in our social and post, you know, Mm -hmm. tag them in it and let them talk about it. Let them share it with their network. And then all of a sudden it's like ripple, 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 ripple. So I just think that was a really good hack. And I want to ask a question about Google Grants because I feel like when we've been teaching and we've done a lot of, um, summits and um, online classes teaching about how to improve your website and and these kinds of things. But one of the biggest questions that we get is from someone who's working in, you know, maybe a small nonprofit somewhere in the world. And they're so excited because they've gotten a Google grant and they're looking at it and their executive director is looking at them saying, okay, we got a grant. What do we do with it? And so can you dive into what do you do once you get that Google grant? Taking a quick pause to share some exciting news from our friends over at Percent. Percent helps nonprofits find new opportunities to save big by unlocking product discounts from the world's leading software companies. This month, we're partnering with Percent to highlight LinkedIn's discounted tools for nonprofits. 
We've heard from plenty of friends in the community asking, how can nonprofits really leverage LinkedIn? And LinkedIn's Sales Navigator Core makes it easy to connect with new donors or corporate sponsors for your cause and supercharges your fundraising goals. And you know, finding the right talent is crucial for nonprofits. And so with Recruiter Lite, you can streamline your recruitment process and save both time and money. And get this, eligible nonprofits can receive up to 75% off LinkedIn Sales Navigator Core and Recruiter Lite through the Percent Marketplace. Ready to get started and access discounts from the world's leading software companies? Sign up today at weareforgood.com backslash percent. Yes. First, you can think about what are the different kinds of ways that we can use Google Grants? Well, you can obviously expand your mission. If you have some program or service that you can offer to people and you just need to get the word out, um, you can target those keywords. You can do some research on those keywords, put those keywords in your into your campaign, create a couple ads um, and, and send people to your, even to your, just your homepage. If you're just trying to get people to find your, your mission um, and, ex- and expand that. Um, if you're trying to find donors, it requires some more of that planning, some of that, what are our donors looking for in the first place? What do they need? How can we help them? How can we help them in a way that doesn't pull a, a lot of time and effort from our main mission? Um, and and so, and, and thinking of like, we can't expect to get donors immediately. It, it's possible. And I can get into that. But um, our, our win is getting new subscribers because we can then with email subscribers, we can build a relationship with them and we can help them catch the vision of what we're doing. We can invite them to our next fundraising event. Um, and so that, that key piece is kind of the understanding what, what your goals should be, what, what do you want to aim for? And then, um, your mission donors, uh, you know, other volunteers, and then doing that keyword research. And, uh, and one of the best, um, like very specific tactics I can share is when you're creating an ad, um, you write various headlines, um, write the first headline to match what the person searched as closely as possible. Mm, it's like too. active listening. You want to restate what they said, show them that you understand because people aren't like reading the Google results carefully. They're not like reading it word for word. Cause you're scanning. I mean, you're not, yeah, you are scanning not reading really. You're just scanning. scrolling, <laughs> yeah. you know, almost yes. <laughs> totally. Yeah, people make the decision in milliseconds. And so if you're responding with word for word closely, their search on the in the headline, then that's going to feel relevant to them. And um, you can also use a thing called dynamic keyword insertion um, that basically Google will insert their keywords for you. Okay, I've fallen for that I so many times. I don't know what times. that is. Does that work? Well, you go to the site and you're like, yeah, this isn't exactly it. I bet it was probably from this dynamic keyword. But it's insertion. probably Google trying to help you yeah. like, get to your customer. It's, it's like, it's not what I would say, but that's what they're looking for. It does this active listening piece, I think, is actually very key to knowing how to target. How fascinating that Chris's entire strategy is about listening, right? It's right. first to your donors, it is very it's interesting. here on Google, and it's what we talk about a lot. Like, it's so key in development. So I love that the alignment here. So um, another thing to do is, you know, when you're doing your research, there's all kinds of different, you know, sub themes within keywords. And so when you're just starting out, you can target every keyword you want. But the thing is, you need to make sure that you have something to respond. Like you can, you can make an ad that responds to their keyword, but then if they click and they go to your site and you don't have anything on your site about that particular keyword or that, that question that that person has in mind, that's not relevant for them. And so, so start with what you have, start with the content you have, um, 
and and work your way out from there in terms of what you can target and what keywords to go after. So and then keep your keep those keyword themes, which is called an an ad group, um, narrow. When you create an ad group, you're targeting a set of keywords and then you're creating one ad or two ads for those keywords. And so again, it's just the active listening of like and and how to organize things. Of I need to make sure that the ad that I write responds directly to those keywords and, and, and then make sure that when someone clicks, they land on a page on my site that addresses that topic. And I, I want to mention this now, and maybe we would come to this later, but I just, I met, I said, I would talk about how do you turn people into donors, you know, with, with Google ads and especially with Google grants, um, you're unlikely to be able to show up for those keywords of people like donate to X. First of all, if you're a small nonprofit, they're probably not searching for you. If you're Red yeah. Cross, you probably can target donate to Red Cross. <laughs> yeah. That'll work yeah. for you. Your goal needs to be smaller than that, like, like getting a subscriber. And and why how why will they subscribe? Well, because you're helping them. What well, once they've downloaded your guide or whatever, you know, whatever offer that you've put in front of them to help them, you drop them onto another page called a thank you page. So as soon as they complete that form and they hit submit, you put onto a thank you page. And that page just says, Thank you. We've sent your guide. Watch your email for it. You don't have to do anything else. However, we were able to create this because of supporters and donors like like you. And if you would like to help more people get resources and and help more people like you, consider making a one-time donation. And you can have a donate form right there on the thank you page. Go ahead, John. (laughs) (laughs) Jinx. So I think you're talking about a core value that is very core to us, but honestly, I don't see it come up as much in conversation. And that is that we're not just trying to get donors, we're trying to grow believers. Mm -hmm. And I like the strategy of, we just gave you something that's going to be value to you. And at this point, they've been so focused on themselves in this journey, which is nothing wrong with that, right? Mm -hmm. But immediately you're saying, hey, this was put together because of the support of blah, 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 whoever it may be. It's almost the NPR approach or the public broadcasting. Mm -hmm. And it's in that moment, even if you're just planting a seed that, oh, I'm actually on a nonprofit's website. I didn't even realize where I was. I was just looking for this guide, you know? And I I just love the little breadcrumbs that you're leaving. Oh my gosh. We are such the same brain because I'm (laughs) sitting here thinking that what you've just said, Chris, is is a very big mindset shift for everybody. And I'm sorry, I'm going to use a sports analogy, John, but stay I'll, with I'll me. I'll check out. Um, I, I mean, I think <laughs> that the ways of old for the nonprofit have almost been like a catcher's mitt. Like we're just sitting here as recipients of your generosity. And there's been no concept of actually like we're a pitcher, you know, too. We have value. We have things to give. We have things to offer. We're not just sitting here accepting your gifts. We are an organization that you can come to because we have experts. We know our business really well. We know this target market. And so almost even looking at yourself like a for-profit is a way to draw somebody in because they're not thinking about, how do how, how do I just get the give this nonprofit money to just give toward this cause? It's like, oh, they're gonna give me value and I'm gonna give them value. And it's a complete shift in the symbiotic nature of the way that we can interact and build community. And to John's point, this is this is how you 
you build believers. This is not how you just build donors. Donors come from believers, but they are long time, fully invested people who our language is they're rabid fans. And at the end point, they're not going to let your mission fail. They're going to want to amplify it within their networks. And then that ripple just compounds, compounds. And I just think, you know, if I'm going to like go back to the beginning, you have found them in the smartest way in the Google land, like in the, in the, interwebs. They were just (laughs) sitting out there, you know, wherever they are in the world. And by leveraging something like Google Grants, this little pop-up popped up in their window because we have a shared common value. And your goal is to, and believe me, I am so challenged by this because I am the most long-winded person, as you can (laughs) tell right now. You have so many, you have so many characters to grab them. And that becomes the biggest challenge, at least that's what I've heard in this conversation, to transact that person, to be curious enough to click on that button and start a journey with you. So I think that was mind shifting for me. And I hope everybody caught that too. That's the thing is that shift from we need donors, we need people to help us. We have this mission we have to fulfill to our mission defines every relationship. Our core value defines every relationship. We can help everyone. and. And we have something to give everyone. And there, are, and yes, we need money. So we need volunteers to do with this other thing that's beyond our ability. Um, but we can we can approach every relationship with this core value and and serve through that. Love it. Well, Chris, you know this has been such a fun conversation, and I know your journey has taken you through different missions that you've been a part of and service oriented things. I know you believe in the power of philanthropy. What is a moment that's really stuck with you in your lifetime and could be a client you worked with, or it could be something personal. Yeah, there was, I, I was thinking about this um, and had several, you know, I could talk about my dad who I've always looked up to uh, and his very quiet generosity. Um, but mm. I'm actually going to share about my seven-year-old daughter, Cherry. Um, she is our fourth out of six. Um, and she's very flexible because of that, you know, middle children are often very flexible and work with others. Well, shout out uh, middle also, children, Julie and I, <laughs> and it's, but she's also a bit of a powerhouse. This past December, the world vision catalog was sitting out. And um, in case you're not familiar with the catalog, I, you guys probably know, but the catalog has a bunch of different items that you can buy, which are, are just like specific, very specific I, like projects, basically like provide a family, a goat for milk or provide seeds um, or buy a share of a well. Or, or buy a whole well, whatever it might be. There's all kinds of different ideas and things in this catalog that you can, and with different amounts. So, you know, like I wanted to buy this and this and this to help, help these people and help with these specific ideas. And she just was spending every day going through that catalog, thinking about what she wanted to, to do to support. And finally she decided um, she spent $63, which was everything but two of her life savings oh. on, mosquito, on mosquito nets for three families. But that's not the end of it. For like the next week, she kept lamenting how she wished she could have done more. Mm-hmm. And that just, man, that got me. Let's, you know, keep in mind what are your deepest values and and live according to those and, and make the most of that opportunity. So will you send your daughter to us in 10 years? Because we want to make a nonprofit <laughs> professional out of her passion and out of her justice. That was a really great story. story. Okay, Chris, our our last question always comes back to what's your one good thing. And this can be, you know, some kind of life hack or motto. Um, just what's, what's true to you that you think people could implement in their own life. 
Sure. Um, so uh, there's a really good book. I need to read it again. Uh, it's called What's Best Next by Matt Perman. I really rec- uh, recommend it. Um, he wrote it in kind of inspired by the book Getting Things Done and just being efficient. Um, and that book, I can kind of summarize it in, in two quotes. Um, he says, our greatest fear as individuals or as a nonprofit organization should not be a failure, but of succeeding at things in life that don't really matter. I love that. And that it, yeah. it's not about efficiency uh, for the sake of being efficient. It's about doing the right thing or doing the best thing. Or efficiency is good if you're efficient with things so you can be effective with people. So I guess my thing is just understand that there's only so much you can do as a person in your life, as an organization, and just say no to everything that's not the best thing and be be more effective than than efficient or spread out. Love that. Such good stuff. Mm-hmm. So, okay, Chris, how can people connect with you, with Beeline? We'd love to, you know, we'll link up the, the great resources you've mentioned in the show notes, but how can people find you online? Uh, you can email me at chris at beeline.marketing, or you can connect with me on LinkedIn or go to my website, beeline.marketing. Go connect with Beeline. We'll inspire you. And um, if you need more helps with your Google grants, connect with Chris. I love it when a founder puts his email address directly out there. Go connect. Don't spam him. Just <laughs> <laughs> Have a great day, Thanks, Chris. Chris. Hey friends, thanks so much for being here. Did you know we create a landing page for each podcast episode with helpful links, freebies, and even shareable graphics? Be sure to check it out at the link in this episode's description. You probably hear it in our voices, but we love connecting you with the most innovative people to help you achieve more for your mission than ever. We'd love for you to join our good community. It's free, and you can think of it as the after party to each podcast episode. You can sign up today at weareforgood.com backslash hello. Our thing, if you loved what you heard today, would you mind leaving us a podcast rating and review? It means the world to us, and your support helps more people find our community. Thanks, friends. I'm our producer, Julie Comfer, and our theme song is Sunray by Remy Borsboom. Rabbit fans have always powered the We Are For Good podcast, but now Rabbit fans can get even more goodness and access by joining Good Friends. It's our listener support community for the We Are For Good podcast. Good Friends comes with perks, exclusive episodes with John and I, including The Good Brief, our new monthly cliff notes of the greatest takeaways and lessons learned from that month, and exclusive AMA episodes where we answer your burning questions and tap our community of experts. Join now or learn more at weareforgood.com backslash friends. We can't wait to see you inside. That's weareforgood.com slash friends.